A defence psychiatrist in the trial of Lauren Dickerson has been cross-examined by the Crown today. Justin Barry Walsh yesterday told the court in his assessment Dickerson was probably experiencing some psychotic delusions due to her depression at the time of the killings. 43-year-old Lauren Dickerson denies murdering her three daughters in Timaru. She has pleaded not guilty by reason of insanity or infanticide. Remember, the details of this trial are quite harrowing, so please do be cautious about listening any further to this content. Staff's Martin Van Bainen is covering the trial and joins me now. Kia ora, Martin. Kia ora. Martin, what was the defence psychiatrist Justin Barry Walsh being questioned on today? He was being questioned on his conclusion that anger didn't, didn't play a major part in the killing of the children. So the anger is quite central to the Crown case. They say that Lauren Dickinson was angry, resentful and frustrated at her children and then hatched this plan to kill them. Dr Barry Walsh was run through um, a number of messages that, social media messages that Lauren Dickinson had sent where she appeared angry at the children, very angry at the children in fact. And Dr Barry Walsh said, well that's true, they do express anger. He said, we don't know the context of those messages, so he was reluctant to read too much into them. But he accepted that they showed a mother that was, was finding it very hard to cope with the children. Now, he says the reason he doesn't believe uh, Lauren Dickinson was angry at the time she killed the children was that she went about the, the killing in a very deliberate and methodical way. If she had been really angry, he thinks that she would have struck out at one of the children. And he says the main reason he doesn't think there was there was too much anger involved, he says it just doesn't even come close, is that there's no history of uh, Lauren Dickinson taking out her anger on the children, no history of violence or abuse. I think his message is that if, if it was characteristic of her behaviour, he would have a different view. But he says, no, it's just not feasible. Did the prosecution questioning help clarify why Barry Walsh's opinion varied from the Crown psychiatrists? It did, partly because uh, Dr Barry Walsh was open to the suggestion that there were other interpretations of the evidence that was available, but he was solid. He he stayed um, very solid on his conclusion that on the balance of probabilities, Lauren Dickinson was in a major depressive episode thinking about, uh, wanted to end her life and didn't want to leave the children behind in 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 a cruel world so they were better off dead. So he, he says there were elements in the evidence and in her self-reporting that could be interpreted another way. But overall, his view was, he thought, the most plausible explanation for the killings. And the court is also hearing from a clinical psychologist today. What can you tell us about that? So a clinical psychologist is not a medical doctor. Psychiatrists are medical doctors who then take up the specialty of psychiatry. Clinical psychologists have a different route to their qualifications, but essentially they're doing the same sort of work in terms of assessing people, working out why they do things, and looking at other factors in the offending. So the interesting thing about this clinical psychologist who's called Razi Metwi, he says that he had 20 hours of interviews with 
Lauren Dickinson. He went back several times to question her about things that have been that were raised after his interviews, but he has obviously done an extremely thorough job, and we've spent the first hour going through the the history she revealed to him, and he obviously had a good rapport with her, and she told him things that she may not have told some of the others. Is there anything worth mentioning now about the further detail? She did talk to him in more detail about the thoughts she had of harming the children and how horrified she was at those thoughts and how she uh, tried to brush them aside. But but she said that she became preoccupied with, with one thought that she just couldn't get out of her mind. And that was a thought about tranquilizing the children and then cutting their femoral arteries and killing them that way. She, she talked about the thinking about the way she killed the children, how she actually killed the children. She had thought about that before, about the method. In effect, today has been an excellent day for clarifying a lot of the material. We've heard a lot of it before, but each psychiatrist or expert is repetitive. They do go through the same sort of material, but each one's got a slight different slant and everyone sort of manages to elicit something a little bit extra. Martin, could this be the last day of evidence? It looks as though this witness will carry on for most of the day and we won't be finished until midday tomorrow. But we do know, or the best guess at this stage, is that the closing addresses, that is sort of the summing up from the Crown and the Defence, is supposed to happen on Friday, which means they probably get half a day each. And then the jury go out for the weekend, come back on Monday, and we should hear a summing up from um, Justice Cameron Manda, uh, which, which could take all day, and then they go out to deliberate. So we'll definitely get a verdict next week. It's just a little bit up in the air about when exactly the jury will go out and start their deliberations. Thank you so much for your time, Martin, and also for your mahi uh, reporting on this story. And thank you for listening to this episode of Newsable. I'm Imogen Wells. The details of this trial are extremely distressing, so if you or someone you know needs to chat, there are links and phone numbers on the Stuff website.